Welcome to the daily VFN Radio Highlights, where we're keeping the conversation light at VFNTV.com. Enjoy. Back. We're talking about, you know, debunking Planned Parenthood's yes. original roots. As a matter of fact, Clonard Childress, he speaks about the, the, the racist roots and the foundational history, the racist history of Planned Parenthood. As a matter of fact, take a look. This is the real deal about Planned Parenthood. Well, Planned Parenthood has had a startling agenda from its inception, started by a woman whose goal in part was controlling the black population through abortion and sterilization. Margaret Sanger with the goal of controlling the black population and other groups that she thought of the same. Here's a look back at what at abortion and the providers, what they've done to minorities. Abortion is black genocide. What happens to a mind of a person and the moral fabric of a nation that can accept the aborting of a child without a pang of conscience? In many black communities, for every child actually born, three others are aborted, more than double the rate among whites. Dr. Clinner Childress, founder of BlackGenocide.org, says the consequences of those figures will eventually end up destroying a whole race of Americans. African Americans here in this country are the only ethnic group in any place on the globe that's not replacing themselves. This is, this is genocide. Some say abortion is the number one killer in the black community, leading more and more African American churches to speak out and take a stand for life. Bishop Daniel Robertson of Richmond's Mount Gilead Baptist Church says black pastors have a responsibility to their communities to do more. We really need to just, you know, make a statement to the community that we, uh, we believe the Bible, uh, thou should not kill. But Robertson's church does more than just preach against abortion. For one, they encourage their members to consider adopting these unplanned children. We go to the abortion clinics and, and ask people. Uh, there are other alternatives. We try to educate people, let them know you don't have to do this. And so we do have that ongoing ministry. And then because our doors are open and we preach the message of Jesus Christ, we do try to give people hope. In his book, No Shepherds Cry, Childress says the black church can no longer be silent on the issue. If there's a devouring force that is decimating my community, as a shepherd, I must respond with the truth and deliver the lamb with its young, with its young from the wolf and the devourer. And the devourer is the abortion industry. Dr. Childress points out this should come as no surprise, considering that black Americans were long ago targets of the abortion industry. In the early 20th century, Margaret Sanger founded Planned Parenthood, an organization that later became the nation's largest abortion provider. Sanger encouraged abortion and sterilization to limit the size of black families. Childress says she also used the unaware black minister to further her agenda. Margaret Sanger, a devout racist, a, uh, a eugenics, and the author of The Negro Project, knew that the colored minister was going to be pivotal in getting her program across. Because of that, both Robertson and Childress believe black clergy must take the lead in fighting against abortion. The colored minister, the Negro minister, the African-American minister is pivotal right now in addressing the abortion issue because we have been silent due to political ties and due to some misinformation. But Robertson says the issue isn't just with the black church, but with the faith community as a whole. There are a lot of pastors 
whether they're black or white, they're just comfortable. They don't want to stir up anything. You can't just stay behind the stained glass windows of your sanctuary, but you really do have to reach out into the community and make a difference. And Paul Strand is back with me from our Washington bureau. Paul, this story isn't new information for you. What else can you add? Did Sanger target others as well? Yes, she didn't just target black people. She also uh, targeted, for instance, Southern Europeans, you know, the darker Europeans. They were uh, flooding into America. And uh, she was saying, maybe we have to keep their numbers down. Well, not maybe. She thought their numbers should be kept down. And I haven't seen the direct sources on this, but I think she even uh, had a problem with fundamentalist Christians. So she was all for eugenics. And, you know, the, the Nazis used her stuff to uh, fashion their programs. And also, she talked to the KKK. She uh, was at one of their uh, rallies and was um, rousingly cheered. So this woman was a, it's sort of a nightmare for people who are defending Planned Parenthood. They really don't want you to know much about Margaret Sanger's past. Indeed. Well, do you think most people know the history of Planned Parenthood, especially right now, lawmakers who are debating whether the government should, should use our tax dollars to, to defund it? Uh, not only do most people not know the history at all, they don't even know what Planned Parenthood is doing today. This fact that, that they do more abortions than anybody else in America. In fact, if Planned Parenthood was a country, it would have the sixth highest rate of abortions in the entire world. Uh, most Americans don't know that Planned Parenthood does abortion. So that's the, the, the problem here, this absolute lack of knowledge. Most people just think that they're giving women um, like reproductive health advice and contraceptives, things like that. And what's interesting, there's so many places, 10 times more uh, the number of clinics that are doing these things than Planned Parenthood. If Planned Parenthood disappeared tomorrow, women's health, reproductive health, would be totally taken care of, um, except for maybe this question of abortions. Now, you, do, uh, you talk to a lot of pro-lifers. What are you hearing from them about all of this? Well, I, I think that they are... Um, they're somewhat hopeful, but what's interesting to me is this solid wall of opposition as this defunding of Planned Parenthood comes up. And I kind of want to talk about that philosophy, why this is, because you would think as evidence piles up, people would be going, hmm, maybe I need to change my mind on this. But I, I think what we're seeing is that as the conscience has been seared over the decades, people have to, to, to prevent cognitive dissonance in the brain, they have to say, well, I'm, I'm right about this because maybe this isn't really a life, or this is different than uh, the life of, of people after they're born, out of the womb. So I think what you're seeing is people trying, they, they, have to, they have to stay opposed to it because what happens in their own minds, what happens in their own hearts, if they say, um, you know, this is not, uh, this is not really, this, this is a baby, this is indeed a life, this is someone just like me, this is just like my children. So I think that's why you're seeing such a solid wall of opposition, and I think that's going to be an intensely hard thing to crack. So um, watch for that, watch to just see how does, uh, how does this wall of solid pro-choice opposition get even firmer as more and more of these videos come out, where you would think it would crack the wall, instead I bet the wall gets higher and higher. It's amazing that some people have actually said, if this doesn't move the country to defund Planned Parenthood, what would? This is why it's so exciting, Steve, that our, because what we're, what we're about to see after this break is a Vice President Mike Pence speaking at the pro-life march in Washington, D.C. In, in January 2017, saying that myself and the president are pro-life. We stand with you. We hear your cry. It's happening. Yeah. And so now we had the whole program about how horrific it is and all the roots of it. 
Now the remedies here, the answer to prayer, we're beginning to see. So we know we've got to pray for our leaders. We are so excited about being able to share with you yes. this part of the program. We, you know, if this wouldn't make no sense to you and would not encourage you mm-hmm. unless you heard everything else you heard so far yeah. in regards to uh, it's been evil. I mean, over 50 million children have been aborted, 329,999,000 every single year. You know, one every 97 seconds, one child mm-hmm. is killed every 90, 97, 97 seconds by seconds. Planned Parenthood. Uh, they, the debunking, they said 3% of their services, you know, that's if you include the salt shaker and other things that we talked about. And it's just not true. That's why you're, what you hear right now with President Mike Pence, Vice, Vice President Mike Pence, maybe we're speaking prophetically here, but Vice President Mike Pence is saying, we're going to end this. Yeah. As a matter of fact, let's join Vice President Mike Pence as he speaks on his behalf and behalf of the White House and the, the behalf of President Donald Trump as he says what his, their stand with this abortion and ending in America. Take a look. More than 240 years ago, our founders wrote words that have echoed through the ages. They declared these truths to be self-evident, that we are, all of us, endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, and then among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Forty-four years ago, our Supreme Court turned away from the first of these timeless ideals. But today, three generations hence, because of all of you, and the many thousands who stand with us in marches like this all across the nation, life is winning again in America. That is evident in the election of pro-life majorities in the Congress of the United States of America. But it is no more evident in any way than in the historic election of a president who stands for a stronger America, a more prosperous America, and a president who I proudly say stands for the right to life, President Donald Trump. President Trump actually asked me to be here with you today. He asked me to thank you for your support, for your stand for life, and for your compassion for the women and children of America. One week ago today, on the steps of the Capitol, we saw the inauguration of the 45th President of the United States. And I can tell you firsthand, Our president is a man with broad shoulders and a big heart. His vision, his energy, his optimism are boundless, and I know he will make America great again. From his first day in office, he's been keeping his promises to the American people. I like to say over there at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, we're in the promise-keeping business. 
That's why on Monday, President Trump reinstated the Mexico City policy to prevent foreign aid from funding organizations that promote or perform abortions worldwide. That's why this administration will work with the Congress to end taxpayer funding of abortion and abortion providers. And we will devote those resources to health care services for women across America. And that's why next week, President Donald Trump will announce a Supreme Court nominee who will uphold the God-given liberties enshrined in our Constitution in the tradition of the late and great Justice Antonin Scalia. You know, life is winning in America. And today is a celebration of that progress, the progress that we've made in this cause. You know, I've long believed that a society can be judged by how we care for our most vulnerable, the aged, the infirm, the disabled, and the unborn. We've come to a historic moment in the cause of life, and we must meet this moment with respect and compassion for every American. Life is winning in America for many reasons. Life is winning through the steady advance of science that illuminates when life begins more and more every day. Life is winning through the generosity of millions of adoptive families who open their hearts and homes to children in need. Life through the compassion of caregivers and volunteers at crisis pregnancy centers and faith-based organizations who minister to women in the cities and towns across this country. And life is winning through the quiet councils between mothers and daughters, grandmothers and granddaughters, between friends across kitchen tables and over coffee at college campuses. The truth is being told. Compassion is overcoming convenience, and hope is defeating despair. Life is winning. Yes. Is yes. it awesome? This is a huge answer to prayer. Huge I mean, answer when we to prayer. were when we were praying over the years, every program ending with "Dear God, end abortion, yeah. send revival, send a third grade awakening." I mean, how relevant was the leadership at that time? Yeah. They were saying, "Hey, we want to end abortion." They were cranking it up. Remember? Yeah. I mean, as we're getting closer to ending it, the previous administration was was, was just pouring fuel on yeah. it. The candidate that was running against President mm -hmm. Trump, she had literally had. They had a, uh, not, she didn't have this, I don't know, but they had a picture of her, uh, Planned Parenthood did, with a t-shirt on, and it had literally, it looked like a bull, mm -hmm. but it was, it was the woman's reproductive system, it was, mm -hmm. it, was, it was what it was, but it looked like a bull, and I thought, man, that is Moloch 100%. Yeah. And it's like, we were coming to a head, and it was, it was coming to a point, and God just turned everything around. I want to encourage you, you know, to have faith again, to begin to ask again, begin to pray for uh, our president, our vice president, the Supreme Court nominee that's going in. We need a couple of justices to mm -hmm. switch. The majority 
the uh, uh, majorities are right now in Congress are, are pro-life. Yes. The young folks, as we're seeing, as we heard um, Autumn talk about, yes. and, and you saw the people marching, you're young, and it's just time for us to say, listen, God, we want to end this. This is our country. Mm -hmm. It's we the people, right? And so Absolutely. we can decide we want to end it. And we noticed this, and you saw on our program how the leader of Planned Parenthood, what's her name again? The Mar uh, um, Cecile Richards. Cecile Richards. I mean, she was standing outside the Democratic National Convention while they were having it, having a, some sort of uh, outskirt party yeah. or something like that. And they were talking about, we can finally go for it. We can finally quit hiding, basically, I'm paraphrasing, hiding behind the bushes and just begin to just abort every child. You know, it's, yeah. it's like just abortion, just, just crank it huge. And it was like, they were going to abort. I mean, they were just going to increase it and do it un unashamedly. Didn't, didn't children say that three out of every four African-American children conceived is aborted by... I don't know. It's something like, it's like my goodness, that's racism. Have you ever heard that? It's mm -hmm. like literally stopping an entire race. And so it's, and I think about Dr. Avita King, and she is adamant about how it's genocide against yeah. uh, the African American, uh, our brothers and sisters in America, where you know, if it is three out of four, but it's a lot. I mean, we have the statistics, mm -hmm. statistics, and we'll make that related to you on on the VFN torch. But this, it's coming to an end. We're looking at the 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 ripples effect of what we're going to see is a momentum of change. This is a year of breakthrough. That's why we're sending you that offer. This is a year of breakthrough. And we're watching one of the biggest things is all that blood of the innocent crying out and calling out. It looks like truly this is a Josiah moment. Yes. This is a Josiah moment. I want to be able to pray with you right now. And I appreciate you appreciate if you pray with us. And let's pray that God would just it quickly end this abortion in our, in our country. Father God, we love you. We thank you, Father God, for, for our president and for our vice president and for the Supreme Court justice that's coming in. We thank you for March for Life for 43 years. They marched faithfully and, and held this rose, this torch, this fire to say, Lord, end abortion in this nation. We thank you for Autumn and other teenagers and young people who are standing up for life. God, I pray. I thank you for majorities in Congress that are pro-life. God, we pray. Give us a grace, Lord. Get, put a wind behind America that just brings us right into ending abortion. And Lord, after that, God, we ask you, Lord, send revival. Send a yes. third grade awakening, we pray. In Jesus' name, God bless. Don't forget, you can find out more about us at VFNTV.com. God bless. You've just been listening to the highlights from VFNTV and the Data Radio program, where we're keeping the conversation light. Listen or watch more programs and check out the VFN Torch at VFNTV.com. Don't forget about our VFN TV app where no matter where you are, you can take the light with you and share with your friends. We want to thank our sponsors and partners who make this program possible. Take the time and support our sponsors. You can locate them at VFNTV.com and select sponsors. If you'd like to become a sponsor or a partner, you can do so at VFNTV.com. VFN TV and the daily radio program where we're keeping the conversation light. Thank you.